Welcome to the Inner Dominatrix Podcast, the show that gets you stepping into the badass in business you were born to be. And as always, I have another exciting guest for you. Chantelle Adams is here with me, and she's going to tell you why speaking is important, why your voice needs to be heard, and why the hell you would want to tell anybody your story. So Chantelle, welcome. Tell the audience a little bit about you other than what I've botched up. <laughs> well, I'm so happy to be here. And yes, I am what I call a speech stylist. And I also help people dive into their stories so that they can take the stage. I'm also a courage igniter, really helping people to bust through the fear of public speaking primarily, but also being seen and heard and be able to turn their message into a movement. Love it. So what got you started with the whole idea of speaking? Like, you know, was this something early on or what sparked that? Mm-hmm. So I've always loved the stage. I've always loved being able to perform and be on that stage. And I, I do feel it was in my senior year where I started to realize the impact that my voice could have for change. And so what I really love is being able to dive into people's stories and really unlock the truths and the messages and through their experiences, through those breakdown moments and breakthroughs and really help them to connect the dots and see the golden threads between their life experience and their life's work and then be able to share that with the world to create positive change. So it really came from a younger age of loving the stage, but then also really starting to see how powerful we can be when we use our voices and speak up for what we truly believe in. So I'm going to probe a little bit here because you you talk about, you know, grade 12, you kind of saw the power of your voice. So is there something in this? Like, is there there a little bit of a story and how you noticed where your voice could change things? Yes, for sure. So I was, I was actually in a, a pageant, but it was in Canada. So Canada is like, you know, it's not so much the beauty pageant piece, right? So it's all about what's your message and what do you have to share? And so I had to speak, I had to speak up and then I got to travel around and I got to really dive into more of like, how can I really make a difference in the world? How can I really change lives? And so that was that piece of kind of having a platform for the first time and seeing Mm. that I could influence others positively to also start to do bigger things in the world and to make a bigger difference. And then, you know, fast forward, I was in the school market or I was in the schools. sorry not the school market yet but I was in the schools working with special needs kids and I remember listening to some of the speakers that they would bring in and either they were really boring uh, but they had a great message or they were like super entertaining but I'd walk away thinking what the heck did the kids learn during this hour and so like any good entrepreneur I saw the need for both entertaining but also value-driven Uh, assemblies and programs for kids. And that's what I stepped into and launched. And I had three of my own beautiful boys. And so I really wanted to be able to create something of meaning, but also something where kids would have so much fun learning things about courage and, and taking action and being a team player and having positive thoughts. And so I was able to take these beautiful values, make it fun to learn and got booked a ton in schools. And that really kicked off my speaking journey. Oh, very cool. Okay. So I'm going to poke just one more time about the pageant yeah. thing. So yeah. what was your message that you were getting out? Like, what, what did you take with that? Yeah. So that was, I mean, that was just kind of the intro piece, but it really was about really, you know, taking, taking action in the space of making a difference. So for me, I was volunteering in all kinds of capacities from the time I was, I 
think probably 12 or 13, I was a candy striper and then I was in with Special Olympics. And so I was always looking for ways to volunteer, to give back. And so for me, it was really that message of no matter what age you are, you know, because I was speaking a lot to youth and younger people, but also to older people. Uh, but it was, what can we do within our communities and our world to really make a difference? And that's mm. been really a thread through my entire business too, of being able to, I jumped out of an airplane, which really kickstarted my business and uh, <laughs> fell, fell 10,000 feet to raise $10,000 to build a school in Nicaragua. And that's what launched my online courage revolution kind of business. So there's always been this thread. Now I give back all the time through my programs and my products. There's always a give back aspect to it. So. Yeah. You see, you know, it's, it's these stories, right? Like, like I dig in cause I'm like, no, no, no. Like this is, you're going really service. I'm like, I want to know what's, what's underneath that. And that's what allows people to really connect. And I, I can't imagine that you're not teaching your people, you know, it's like to really dig in what is the personal aspect of the story, but also being able to, translate that into a message at the same time yeah and my real like my real turning point was really losing a dear friend uh to breast cancer and it was before i started my speaking and all these other elements of what i'm doing now and in this space of her son who was just out of high school and he was her oldest son she had four boys and he was telling the story of their final time together and he said you know my mom she wasn't done fighting she was fighting right up to her final breath because she wasn't done living. And it was in that moment where it was like the wind got knocked out of me and I was in that space of I'm alive and breathing, but I'm not really living. Mm. And so that was my catalyst to like dig deep into, you know, I had all the surface level things, you know, everything was good. I had a, a great husband and kids and a great job and da, 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 da. So why was I feeling this? And as I dug deeper, it was, it came up as that, it was that nasty word, you know, four letter word fear that really had been dictating all of my life, the actions, the choices I made without me even really realizing it. So that was a huge piece where then I wrote down my fear list, all the things I would ever want to do, but hadn't because of fear started checking them off one by one, which led me to jumping out of the airplane, which led me to starting my business, which led me to speaking on stages. And when I dug deeper into that story for myself, I realized that it was this young boy, you know, standing in his moment of grief and sharing his story that completely changed my life. So that's where I started to realize the power of story. Mm -hmm. So I always knew the power of our voice and speaking in a platform, but then that's where everything changed in my business. I understood that our story is the foundation of our why. It's the foundation of our work. It's the foundation of who we are and what we're called to do. And so being able to see the power of our story and sharing it, it that's where that really changed for me. Yeah. Uh, it really is. You know, it's that moment where people allow themselves to be vulnerable and share what's really going on and and to talk about the the story and how it impacts them, then it reaches out and impacts other people, which is Absolutely. So incredible. And of course, now, you know, doing that on a personal level where you're one-on-one, you're in somebody's living room, it doesn't have to be structured, but there's, I know for myself, like I've been constantly digging in on how do I tell my story more effectively, how I tell it in a way that it's, you know, succinct, but pulls the emotion, invokes a reaction and, and, you know, stirs the audience to actually want to do something. And, 
you know, I, I have to say there's a bit of a, a pet peeve for me with speakers is that a lot of these new speakers think that, oh, I know how to talk. You know, I inspire people. Yes. Right? Like, what would you say to people to, to get them to see that speaking is a craft and you need to constantly, I think you need to constantly be working your craft, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. There is, there is such a difference, right? When people are coming in and they're brilliant in their zone of genius, but being able to actually step on that stage and embody that higher presence of who you are and what I call is like times 10, right? Perky times 10. So it's like you multiplied on that stage, but then being able to say things that are going to connect with that audience. Because I always say, you know, as far as storytelling goes, it's you know bringing them into that, what I call your diamond moment, which is your breakdown and your breakthrough and really diving into that space of that one core moment. And a lot of people say, well, I have tons of breakdowns and tons of breakthroughs and how do I choose just one? Well, you can have some kind of, you know, little bit leading up, but to really focus on one big turning point where it really was the catalyst for change for you. And then going deep there, instead of giving people a timeline, like here, I did this, then I did this, then I did this, (laughs) you know, then people are snoring or checking their phones. So there's this piece around like really painting the picture of one core transformational moment, and then also sprinkling in your truths, your lessons, the things that you're going to teach them in a beautiful, very organic way. So when I tell my story, I'll go on and say how it led me to, well, obviously you can hear the power of story is there, right? So I'm just dropping that in, in that realizing how powerful that story was for me changing my life. So that's something I'm going to talk on in my speech, right? Is the power of storytelling. And then I always talk about when I jumped out of that airplane, how I had to find a why that was bigger than my fear. I couldn't just go jump out of the airplane. I had to go raise money to build a school in Nicaragua because then it's like, okay, all these people are counting on me. And also because it was a bigger why. It wasn't just about me. And I feel like for every person that takes the stage, they need to to lean into that bigger why. Why am I taking this stage? Why am I speaking? This isn't just about me. And I tell people to leave their ego at the door, right? So when you walk into that room, you can tell when someone is there for themselves or, you know, (laughs) like, look at me, 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 that's right. (laughs) Or you can tell when someone is there out of service and they have left their ego at the door. And that is huge. That's huge where even if you're not the most polished speaker, if you can be super present and come from that place of love and service and knowing that you're here to serve and to share the message that is of the highest good for that audience, you've done your homework, you've, you know, practiced, you've, you've been able to do those things to be able to show up fully, but then you are present. And if you can be super present with the audience and really feel into that energy, and that's something you do have to play with and, and practice and show up for. Uh, mm-hmm. But that's the best speakers. There are people who are too polished and then there's people who aren't prepared at all. But there is that like sweet spot in the middle yeah. where, you know, you can tell when someone is like memorized, I've given the same speech a bazillion times versus here's my framework. And that's what I teach speakers is have a framework. Don't mm-hmm. write and memorize your speech, but have a framework and then show up and be present. And that's going to be where you might go this way, uh, you know, a different direction than you thought you were going to go, but you have that framework and those main points. And that most likely is exactly what someone in the audience needs to hear. So allowing yourself that flexibility 
even when you prepare to be very present is so important too. Yeah. Oh, you're speaking my language. The whole presence piece. It's, I am like, amen. Absolutely. Because I mean, that's, that's my world too, is the, is the presence. And it's, it's one of the things that I constantly get commented on about, you know, if I'm speaking, it's like my stage presence, people are drawn in because of course my background in the dominant, in the dungeon, like presence was the key piece. So anything that I do now, it's so easy for me to bring in, I shouldn't say so easy. I mean, 90% of the time, it's really easy when I bring in that presence and that makes a difference. I've seen speakers up on stage who have incredible poise and incredible presence and a great message and they flub up the words and it doesn't matter Yes, because you're so drawn in and captivated by them and who they are on stage. And that's something I say all the time too, when people come and say, I'm so afraid that I'm going to, you know, forget what I'm saying or, or, you know, fall flat on my face on stage or totally mess something up. And I always say, remember, if you show up in that place, right, of service and sharing and and truly being there for the right reasons, people are going to love you even more probably when you make that mistake. And you got to learn to laugh. You got to learn to turn it into a lesson. Yeah, right. You can just move on from that. And there's many times where I've messed up or whatever it might be. And then that becomes a moment where I can show my realness and I lean into that of like, whoa, okay. So, you know, sometimes I'll laugh and just carry on. Sometimes I'll actually take a moment to teach around that moment of like, right, we're all human. We're all in this together. And Mm -hmm. just because I'm standing on the stage doesn't mean that I'm not going to make mistakes or mess up or whatever that might be. So it's a beautiful moment to be real with your audience. And it also helps you to let go of that fear of needing to be perfect or what will they think because they, they get you and they're excited that, you know, even if you mess up, they love you anyways. Yeah. There's something, there's an art to that. I think, you know, the improv classes are a great training, but right. So if you're in a, in a room and there's something happening, you know, there's like a bunch of dishes that suddenly crash to, to not ignore it, just be like, okay. So when they're finished with that mess or, you know, just like, wow, somebody's going to be, uh, <laughs> you know, like in trouble here, you just yeah. speak to it and move on. It, it also helps to put the audience at ease because yeah. they're, they're not fighting what's going on and it makes them feel that, you, you know, it's not a canned presentation you're there you're interactive all these layers um which come with practice right they come with time it doesn't have to be instant yes yeah but openness to it right openness to all that could be because you know there's so many opportunities to to learn and grow as we put ourselves out there and so oh yeah it's not letting that fear stop you which is so important for sure. So now one of the other things you like teaching about is um, how speakers can get themselves booked, which is always a hot topic because <laughs> it's one thing to know how to speak, but you need people to speak in front of and preferably those that pay you. <laughs> yes. right? That would be lovely. Absolutely. Absolutely. So one of my biggest things that I talk about all the time and that I know some people want the immediate quick fix and we do have some ideas for that you know, I can give those to you. But the most important thing that I think makes the biggest difference is building real beautiful relationships with people who are connected, influencers, people who you're able to see. I often say, make your dream list of speaking gigs and then attend the events. That's a big one. So if you want to speak at an event, 
maybe you should attend it because then there is that warm connection, that warm lead. Mm -hmm. uh, it shows that you really love their what they're putting out into the world and that whether or not you're on the stage, you're a part of that tribe, which goes speaks volumes to people who are going to be booking people. Uh, also looking for ways to support people. So if someone is having a book launch or they are being able to put out lots of times when I see an event I want to speak at right away without even being connected to them, I'm sharing it. I'm putting it out there on social media. I'm telling people about it. And then they're like, hey, who's this lady sharing all my stuff? And oh, can we have a phone call? Yes, I would love to meet. And so happy to share your work. And it's never coming from a place. And this is something that I think, you know, I kind of, I always have to put that, this caveat in there, that we are building real relationships regardless of what the outcome is. Yeah. So yes, you're, you know, connecting with these influencers, you're giving back, but I want you to come from a place of, I would do this no matter what, because I value your work because your work has changed my life because I love what you're doing in the world. Yeah. And so that's like a first thing. And then if something comes of it, woohoo, right? Uh, you know, that invitation comes awesome. But there's this two way street as well is like, what can I give? How can I serve? Can I volunteer at events? You know, is there something going on there in their world? Can I promote their, their workshop or even their online, online event or program? So what are ways that I can give or support them? Can I leave reviews on their podcasts, right? Like, what can I do to be serving these influencers and being able to be of service first? So that's really important. And then how can I maybe have them like you have this podcast, right? So you have this great platform. Do you have a platform that you could bring these beautiful influencers and experts onto and showcase their work and build a relationship? Because then you're having this beautiful conversation where you're no longer just like a cold email or someone they're just seeing online. You've actually had that beautiful face-to-face, heart-to-heart conversation. So what can you do to get them? Lots of times I've brought influencers onto my stages. So at my event, Shine Live, I will invite people that I want to build a relationship with. So we have Daniel Laporte is coming to speak this year. Uh, we've had like Bushra Azhar, which I love. She's amazing. Uh, we've had like Marisa Murgatroyd, who is amazing too in the internet space. So I brought people in also that I love and want to showcase, but who I also want to build a relationship with. Mm -hmm. So how can you give them a platform just as you're looking for a platform? So there's yeah. a lot of ways to build relationships. That's the biggest one that I say. And then also Google is your best friend. Just search. So many people are, are blown away by when you put in your, you know, your main focus, your main audience. You have to know who you're speaking to, first of all. Put in your audience, put in your city, make a general, say it's women entrepreneur conferences in New York City, whatever it is, and you hit that button, there's a bazillion in there. You just have to take the time. So I always say, put aside, say 20 minutes on a Monday morning where you're just going to research opportunities and gigs. And then don't be afraid to reach out and ask and look for that contact person. You can ask without building that relationship. It's just easier if you do that first. So really being able to be, and then lots of people say, but what if they already, because you'll see a, something advertised and you'll be like, I want to speak there, but they already have their lineup or they're already happening. Well, they'll be looking if it's an annual conference, they're going to be looking for speakers within two to three months after a it's done. So don't reach out, you know, that kind of like one week after because that's, <laughs> that's their rest time. But after that, <laughs> yeah. right, then they're going to be looking for those speakers. And what you can do right now is do what I just said, build the relationship, share the event, attend the event, do those things to start building those connections now so that when they're looking for speakers later, 
that would be more likely to be a yes. And then also I've had quite a few people put their dream events on their vision board and then it's come up and I've said, reach out anyways and say, I see that you have your lineup already. If anything should happen to any of the speakers last minute, da 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 here's you know why i think it'd be i'd be a perfect fit for your audience here's what's in it for them that i'm going to bring to the stage yeah. here's how i could support you here's like an added bonus i always try to add more value so here's an added bonus of what i would bring to the event or to your vips whatever that might be and so if anything were to happen i could be there on short notice and a, a couple of them that it was their like dream gigs it happened that they got that call back a few months later because yes the first was no we're full a few months later just before the event we need you to come speak on that stage yeah it's so, a very good point it happens more often than you think yes absolutely or even as a bonus speaker so i've said sometimes for online gigs or live gigs but i'll be a bonus speaker here's what i can bring here's how i compliment the other speakers because you can already see who they've got on their speaker lineup so research and say, hey, my message ties perfectly into so-and-so's message, and this is what I could do or bring to the stage that would complement what you already have going on. Yeah. Yeah. And then another great thing is like really being able to know your return on investment. So being able to position yourself and package yourself. So even before I was in the online space, when I was just speaking professionally and getting booked, I didn't, I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was packaging. I was creating online programs and online resources to make my speaking go. First of all, it was because I really want to make a difference. And for me, just showing up for that one hour wasn't enough. So when I started doing assemblies, I would give a parent letter that would go home and tell the parents what we learned and how they could apply it in the home. I gave teacher lesson plans. That was a PDF lesson plan that would go with the assembly where they could take it into the classroom and go deeper on it. So there were all of these elements that I added to it without really, now I know that, you know, <laughs> that's what we do in online space. But, but that's the whole piece that so many yeses came because I was going above and beyond any other speaker in that industry. Yeah. And so then it was a huge value add for them. And they're thinking, okay, I can bring so-and-so in for one hour speaking gig, or I can get Chantel. She's going to come in for an hour. And then we get all this amazing material bonus uh, supplements. That's going to help this work to go deeper. So whether you're in education, whether you're in entrepreneurial space, whether you're in corporate, how can you add more value? How can you package some of your products or your programs or offerings onto your speaker fee to show that much more value at a decreased cost? Uh, for example, if you had, I love talking about 10K speeches. So like, how can you make $10,000, whether you're paid or free, how can you make $10,000? And so from this place of uh, getting out my calculator, which I don't have on hand, darn, but say you have a $97 package and you've got, you know, okay, I need to bring out my calculator. <laughs> um, you know, you've got the $97 package and you've got a hundred employees in the audience. So that's a $10,000 package value that you could give and say, my speaking fee is 2,000, 2,500, 5,000, whatever it is. This value add is worth $10,000, but I'll give all of it for 8,000 total. Right. So like, so they're seeing yeah. this amazing value, but then you're able to increase your price. You're not spending any more time unless you add on some consulting or something after but you can do that so beautifully and show so much more value make it a heck yes and they see a return on investment almost yeah. immediately yeah 
I love it. Yeah, I have some friends in the speaking world who are doing similar to that. They're really, you know, packaging it up and and providing a deeper value. And I think a lot of corporations particularly are looking for something beyond just the the momentary lift. They want something that's actually going to stick with them and last and create a bigger impact. So great points. Okay, so just before we wrap up, one last little, do you have any last little nugget or last thought you want to leave people with? I think really, again, coming back to the big why, you know, being able to really understand why you want to be sharing your message, why it matters, who you can really support. I often focus on my one. So I'll go into a speaking gig or even when I launch anything, there is that focus on, I know my one is out there waiting for me to have the courage to share this message or to do this thing. And I know that even if I can transform or change or touch even just one life, then it's worth it for me to put my ego and my fear and all that aside and to show up fully for this message and my story. And my story isn't about me. You know, we share our stories so other people can see themselves in it Mm. and be able to gain the hope that it's possible for them as well. So being in that space of service and that deeper why of why you're going to share your story and get on those stages is so, so important. I love it. Thank you so much, French and Antel, for coming and joining me on the Inner Dominatrix podcast. Just before we sign out, what's the best place for people to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So chantelladams.com and you can always find me on Facebook as well. So come and send me a little friend request or jump on my page, Chantel Adams Speaks. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in to the Inner Dominatrix podcast, the show that gets you stepping into being the badass in business you were born to be. All right. If you have not downloaded the app, make sure that you get over to Apple or the Google Play Store and download the free app. Have a search for Dana Ferrant Inner Power, and you will have immediate access to way more tips and tools, all the things that you need stepping into your power and really exponentially growing your business.